Welcome to Today in Prophecy on End Times TV. I'm Tom Hughes, and with me for part three, my guest today, again, what a delight, Jan Markell from Understanding the Times. Also, she is the president and founder of Understanding the Times and the host of Understanding the Times. I want to encourage you to do something. Go to her website, olivetreeviews.org. Check it out. It is a fabulous website. You're going to be blessed, as I am certainly blessed. And uh, Jan, we are here, a lot to talk about still. And uh, one of the things I want to ask you about is replacement theology. And we're going to get there in just a minute. But let's start with the church in America. Uh, when I look at the church in America, there's a lot of mocking or scoffing that goes on uh, against those who are proclaiming that Jesus is coming again or proclaim that there is something that the Bible teaches that is called the rapture, which the, is very clear in 1 Thessalonians, it does. But the scoffing is there. Uh, why do you think that scoffing is happening and, and uh, what direction do you see that going? Do you think there will be a turnaround or not? Um, probably not. I think there's a remnant who are tuned in who will love to hear the kind of message, Tom, that you and I like to share. I think that what's happened in the last uh, probably 20 years, and I'll, I'll be real brief here because I literally could write a book on what's happened in the last 20 years. We had the seeker-sensitive church come along, which which denounced the fact that we sh said we shouldn't be wasting our time uh, considering the issues that are so important related to the end times. We've had the emergent church come along and their push for social justice. So just about anybody under the age of 40, certainly under 35, is looking far more at the social justice issues, caring far more about the Palestinian flight, quote unquote, than uh, they do about the issues concerning the last days, Israel, um, the king is coming. Um, we Again, there's so much that the replacement theology that has now entered the evangelical church that was unique to the religious left that was unique to emergent postmodernism. Now it's crept into the evangelical church. You've got some of our once solid, perhaps Baptist churches who are tapping into the church is the new Israel. Well, what does that do for the end time scenario? It destroys it because Israel is the key. Mm -hmm. So who's behind this? I think we know who the con one behind confusion is and that's Satan, he's moved in. He's made a brilliant move, hate to give him credit, but he's made a brilliant move. He's gone after some of our, our primary church leaders, primary church organizations that are now coming against the kind of message. Tom, I cannot even find a church. I'm in the Twin Cities area. I cannot find a church to teach a prophecy class in. Mm -hmm. Last summer, I was relegated to a community center because the churches didn't want it. This summer, I'm, and I, I teach a seminar every summer here in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. This summer, I'm re relegated to a Messianic Jewish congregation, and I don't speak negatively of such things other than the church is closed, at least yeah. in my neck of the woods, to these yeah. issues. So I'm, I'm looking elsewhere. Well, you know, it's very interesting. I may live on the West Coast, also known as the Left Coast. Yes. But out here, um, you can find churches. Jack Hibbs is not far from me. Uh, uh, some others are not far from me, and they actually teach Bible prophecy. Maybe it's because in California anything goes, so you can anything get away, goes, can get away with Bible prophecy uh, out here and not face too much uh, pushback. But um, nevertheless, it, it's a, it is a huge problem. 
because I do know that there's just not the interest in it anymore. And yeah. I still, you know, the churches are out there, still not a lot of churches even out here that teach on Bible prophecy. Um, people still are being taught about having your best life now, what's going to make exactly. you happy. While we are right. literally watching this world fall apart, families being torn apart, we are watching wars that appear to about be started, and yet people are told, well, this is how you need to make more money, or this is what you need for your true happiness, or and on down this list. And, and to me, it's just uh, uh, somewhat alarming to say the least. Nevertheless, the Bible projected these things would happen, didn't, didn't it? In fact, Book of Romans, Chapter 11, God has Paul ask the question, is God done with his people Israel? Certainly not. And then we read Romans chapter 11, verse 25, don't be ignorant of this mystery regarding the church and regarding Israel. Uh, the blindness in part has happened to Israel until the time of the Gentiles is full. And I think we're almost at that time. Yeah, and Tom, again, the, the tribulation, and we don't have time to, to go into that right now, but, but again, when, when you and I see the distinction, particularly in the tribulation, God's dealing with uh, the Gentiles, and he's dealing with Israel, and He's when it comes to judgment, he's not dealing with the church. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just sorry, man is, is, is inflicting all sorts of chaos on Christians. God doesn't do that. He removes the church before that happens, and then he zeroes in like a laser beam on the pagan world and to bring Israel to faith in that tribulation. But again, people don't understand this. It's not coming from the pulpit. Thankfully, coming from ministries like yours and some others that are zeroing in on it, I thank God for all of you, and I just say, keep it up. Amen. And then thinking of this whole thing, replacement theology, let's go back all the way to the book of Genesis. God makes an unconditional covenant with Abram. It Amen. is unconditional, isn't it? And Absolutely. And, and, and there's a blessing promise to those who will be a blessing to the nation of Israel, Genesis 12, 3. Folks, if you want your church to be blessed, your ministry to be blessed, bless Israel. Because it's a promise. It's not even a suggestion. It's going to happen. Yeah, I find it fascinating. We see all of the movements going on with the nation of Israel. God promised that he would bring his people back into the land in unbelief at first. In unbelief. And during the tribulation period, their hearts will be turned toward him whom they pierce. We know that day is still in the future, but they are being gathered back there. I was just in Israel uh, just several weeks ago, as a matter of fact, and it amazes me every time I go, which is pretty often how many more people seem to be moving to Israel, more Jewish people, I should yes. say, moving back to home, doing the Aliyah, and looking at that. And Tom, some of them are running back in fear, particularly from Europe. Yeah, and you know, I think that day of fear for Jews is going to come to America eventually too, because God says, I'm going to call them from the north, the south, the east, yeah. and the west, and the west would include America. So that's somewhat alarming when I think of that with what could happen here in America to the Jews out, out here. Uh, maybe that will get its fruition in the first part of the tribulation. I don't know. But when I look at the nation of Israel, Israel is under great threats. And uh, here's a quote from one of the IDF leaders. And he said this. This, is, this goes back an entire year or last summer. He said this. For Israel, Hezbollah must be incapacitated or destroy, destroyed. War becomes inexorable by implication. And then he went on and said this regarding the next war that Israel will have with Hezbollah. Syria and Iran, he knows they know will be involved. He said, 
I wouldn't say the next round of violence with the Iran-backed terror group would result in mass casualties among Israel's civilian population, but close. And then he said, this fragile and dangerous situation is further complicated by one issue over which Israel has no influence or control, Russia. Hezbollah and Iran's obvious reliance upon Russian military cover in Syria present Israel with a huge strategic problem. So we see this. We know what the Bible says, you and I do anyways, about what is coming for the nation of Israel. Uh, we can look and say, okay, there's an Ezekiel 38, 39 war, yes. Russia, Iran, Turkey. Uh, I'm convinced Hezbollah will be involved with that yes. too. Coming against the nation of Israel, God's going to give the victory uh, but I get asked this question a lot. Do you see that happening before the tribulation, after the tribulation? Um, do you have a yes. time frame you would put that in? Oh, I think that another war in the Middle East is on the verge, absolutely on the verge of happening. It's why the Psalm 122.6, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, that's a commandment. Yeah. It's not a suggestion. It's that Christians would pray daily for Israel because she's in the crosshairs. She's got ISIS. She's got Hamas. She's got the, the Palestinian terrorists. She's got um, uh, Hezbollah. She's got Russia. She's she got everywhere yeah. she turns. She's facing enemies. Yeah, it's an amazing thing to watch. God is not done with Israel, and Amen. Israel is the centerpiece for all of the uh, Bible prophecies regarding the second coming of Yeshua Hamashiach. And uh, and so we look at that, and I believe it's a it's a spiritual attack. Yes. Uh, coming from the devil himself to cause people to say Israel's not important, which causes people to not look for the Messiah. And uh, so I look at all of these things. I put them all together. One last thing I want to throw out there to you, Jan. You ready? We're almost out of time, yep. so I'll make it quick for you. Yep. Uh, this is from Ann Graham Lotz. She said this way back in 2016, which wasn't that long ago. But she said, quoting her, God is backing away from America. He has said again and again and again, if you forsake me, I will forsake you. If you abandon me, I will abandon you. And I look at that. She goes on. So we see God abandoning America as we shake our fist in his face and insist on our immorality and all things we are doing. Uh, Jan, I look at that quote. I have a book coming out called America Under Judgment with a question yes. mark under uh, at the end of the title. Um, but let me ask you this. Do you see any hope for America or hope for this world? And if you do, where does that hope come from? Um, I agree with Anne. Um, and she was one of my speakers last fall at my conference. And she's got a powerful message. Um, the one thing I'm, I'm, I'm uh, comforted with, Tom, based on your question, is we now have an administration that's Israel-friendly. We're not beating up on Israel any longer. We've got a UN ambassador who's friendly to Israel. And I go back to Genesis 12, 3. Right now, America is blessing Israel. That mm -hmm. fore foretells good things uh, for America. Um, I think we need to be praying for this present administration on a daily basis because, again, the globalists are angry. The world that hates Israel is angry. They don't want America to be a friend of Israel. They want to go back to the last eight years when all we did was marginalize and harm that nation. So I am encouraged, however, that we have a president, a vice president, and an inner circle around him who are committed to, to they're human beings, they're going to make mistakes, but they're committed to doing the best they can on behalf of God's covenant land and people.
Yeah. In fact, I would say, Jan, what I am witnessing right now is the most uh, uh, pro-Israel administration I've ever witnessed before. And, and, and I think the United States has the potential of being blessed because of it. But at the same time, we see major opposition coming. And as you said uh, previously, we see the global elites rising up against this because it's been right. uh, so upset. Jan, I want to thank you for joining us on these programs. Again, your website is olivetreeviews.org. Correct. Correct. Thank you. Fantastic. You have li- listen for everybody who's viewing this, watching this. Make sure you go to visit Jan's website. You're going to be blessed. Lots of articles, lots of opportunities for books and so forth, DVDs. Um, yeah. Great There's place to go. Years, five years of radio programming there, Tom. That is fantastic. Uh, yeah, I have. In fact, I have a friend who was listening to you up in Seattle and you had actually brought me on the program and I hadn't mm-hmm. seen him in 20 years. And he got a hold of me and he said, hey, I listen to Jan all the time. It was great for a reconnection. But no, your radio program is huge. It reaches out throughout the country and it's fantastic. And listen, one last thing. If you're viewing this, I want you to know, and Jan wants you to know that Jesus loves you. If you want to be forgiven of your sins, you want to repent of your sins. To repent means to turn from your sin and surrender to Christ. It's to make a U-turn on yourself and on your sin and surrender to Christ, you can know that you can be forgiven because there's no other name under heaven by which you can be saved. If you want to know you're forgiven, go to our website, endtimestv.org, click on the Know Jesus section, and there you can find out what it means to know the Lord, how to be forgiven, what it means to repent, and also send me an email or even send Jan an email and let us know that you're watching this program and uh, even that you came to Christ watching this program. Until next time, God bless. Again, Jan, thank you for being with me these three parts. It was a, a joy for me. God bless you. Thank you.